0: So Liverpool versus Bournemouth, uh, day after review, I'm Andy Kelly, I'm joined by Neil Jones, Ian Doyle and Christian Walsh from the Echo Sports team. Um, Neil, another three points for Liverpool, another 1-0, another clean sheet. Um, once again, it wasn't exactly impressive, but Brendan Rodgers won't be worried about that this morning.
1: No, no he won't, is a it? Familiar, familiar sort of theme, isn't it? I remember Liverpool starting with a couple of scratchy 1-0 wins a couple of seasons ago and going on a, a hell of a ride after that and I'm sure everyone will be hoping it's it's something similar this time around. A lot of similarities I think they, they haven't played well in either of the two games in terms of a, the, the cohesion of the team and the, the passing and the, the attacking output but they've got the results and they've got the clean sheets as well which I think given that the, they had so many issues defensively last season I think that was an important thing however they come about that they've they're sort of getting that over my dead body sort of defending style going. In all fairness, you know, for all that they didn't play particularly well, I don't think Stephen Manule was particularly overstretched last night, and you've got to take them positives from it—six points and no goals conceded.
0: In the other end of the pitch, obviously uh, the match winner uh, Benteke, um Liverpool paid a lot of money for him, but if he keeps being the difference
2: between three points and one
0: point, it will be money well spent, won't it?
2: Well, that's it. I mean, it wasn't just the goal; it was just his overall play. He actually gave the attacker a focal point, which is something that they didn't have for a large point of last season. So, You know, Mario Balotelli was given a run long enough, and he just couldn't provide that. But uh, Christian Benteke, in the in, you know, in the first two games, he's already shown that. I think, yeah, uh, sometimes you could know, sometime tell that he, he hasn't quite got the relationship there yet because they've only played a couple of games. He's not been there very long. He did quite a few flick-ons to to nobody, or flick-ons where play should have been. But that'll come over time. And certainly, the you know the fans have warmed to him already. You know, he's got the goal in front of the cup, and you know everybody knows that if a striker can get off to a, a start like that with Liverpool, he's usually going to be okay.
0: Christian, the uh, one of the things that sort of struck me at the game last night was Liverpool's full-backs. and uh, you know you've got uh, England international on one side there uh, with Nathaniel Klein. Joe Gomez, an 18-year-old, on, on the other side. Both had their shaky moments, but I felt that by the end of the game, both had sort of got uh, the better of, of what was a Pacey Bournemouth attack down both sides.
3: Yeah, I thought the uh, first 20 minutes, both of them struggled, really. Uh, you know, it, it didn't help that Bournemouth settle with basically an orthodox 4-4-2. And I think it was Richie and Gradle on the wings, and, the you know, Gradle looking to impress on his debut, Richie, one of their best players in the Championship last season, but what impressed me, I suppose with both of them was how the they, they grew into the game gomez, especially with you know the player of that of that age 18 years of age. he had what what I like to call like a really good 10 minutes and just before half time you know it was looking like the uh, it was looking like Richie was getting a lot a lot uh, a lot of uh, joy out of him and then he just sort of clicked and he was um, he, he was very very good from that point on. When it's a time obviously was buoyant by that, and it, it was it was a it was a good second half for him. It for Gomez, for me, his recovery pace is incredible. I mean, sometimes his positional plays a little bit. If he is, you would expect, I suppose, from, from a player who a is that young and b doesn't normally play left back. You know, you got to remember this isn't his usual position. He's a centre back or a right back by trade. He's only played left back a couple of times. But such is his speed and his pace, when he's on the back foot, he's he's a very hard player to get past. Klein is just he, he just seems everything that you know Johnson wasn't in those last six months of his Anfield career. Uh, players can't get past him too too often. And after as i say shaky twenty minutes, he, he he also grew into the game. Was for me one Liverpool's best performers. So. You know, it's it, it's a world difference from what they were doing last season, where at the end of last season when Emery Chan was right back and didn't have a hope really, defending against the likes of John Walters, and then an out of form, inconsistent Alberto Moreno. It's it, it's a really good platform, and you know I think more than anything, the two fullbacks are helping those clean sheets. I
2: think another point that's got to be made on Gomez is that he had Dejan Lovren to the, to his you know he said he was the nearest centre back to him, and Lovren you know he. he he started the season okay, and he's everybody's favourite whipping boy. But something that I noticed is that Lovren was talking him through the game. He was telling him, you know, Christian picked up. Then there was, uh, you know, times where he was out of position, but Lovren was the one who was telling him to get back into position or telling him where to go. Also, I think
1: also he, he was playing against a, a right foot right sided, left footed player, and Richie, so he was going to cut in and try and get shots off. So you want. You defend this, defend on his stronger foot, which is Gomez's right foot. So, sort of made sense to play him there as well. I mean, there were some
2: times where it's obvious that he's not left-footed, but yeah. you know he's playing out of position. He's, he's you know he'd never played in the Premier League before last week, so I think he's, he's think he's done really well.
0: Neil, yeah, we've come on to sort of Lovren. Uh, uh, there, obviously, R- Brendan Rodgers made it clear that he's is he's you know the centre half role is sort of his to lose and he felt he's you know a more confident player this year after a decent pre-season. Um, once again though, eyebrows will have been raised over the lack of Sacco on the bench. Uh, the bench once again was exactly the same as Stoke with no Sacco. Sacco was there last night, no thoughts this time on you know being a new dad and all that stuff. Um, he's got a lot of support out there, Sacco. Um, where does he stand now in, in this Liverpool squad?
1: Yeah, I think I think there's a big question mark over him. I, I wrote actually after the stock game that he and Lucas both faced uncertainty over their futures because, regardless of what you know was put out about, he missed a few days training. If if Sacco was okay to travel to the Britannia, he was okay to be on the bench if needed, and he wasn't. Same Lucas didn't even travel. Um again, last night wasn't wasn't featured in the squad. The stories of him going on alone I think there's no coincidence that they're appearing now. I think it's out there that he's not first choice. He's out there that he's perhaps available, um, which won't please some Liverpool fans. It might please others, but I think he's got a job on his hands. A, a to convince the manager that he's good enough to play for Liverpool, rightly or wrongly. But I also think he he could be one that, if if Liverpool are looking to, to get rid of a high end who isn't playing, I think he might be one that, that might be on the chopping block in the next couple of weeks, along with Lucas. I think a lot. Sorry, sorry. I was, I was going to say,
3: quite young, high resale value, yeah. still, for instance, yeah. National.
1: You, know, you think he'd, he'll he'd be, be, be on good money for, for someone who's not in the 18-man squad, and we all know what, what you know Fenway will look at with wages and will say, well, who's justifying the wage they're picking up?
0: I mean, The question mark for me would be, where Sacco to go whether on loan or, you know, as you say, a decent resale value. Um, where's the cover at centre half? We of course have Joe Gomez doing very well, and his future is very much seen at centre half. But yeah. it would be, you know, the bedrock of any team for me is your centre half pair, and it's something that Liverpool have probably lacked for you know a couple of years. Um, and who you know, if if Sacco were to go and you know, stress, we're a long way from seeing anything like that definitively. But, you know, where where is your centre-half c- uh, cover coming from, or would Liverpool need to bring someone well, no, in? I'd
2: be amazed if they got rid of it. I just can't see it to myself. They're going to be playing 50, 60 games. Yeah. So, and I know that Joe Gomez is a centre-back by trade, but as we've mentioned before, he's only just started at the top flights. There's no, you know, as you've said, there's been enough trouble with centre-backs. So, nice. so, the last thing you want to do is give more pressure and say, OK, you've had a few games out of position now, go back to your position, and you're the main centre-back. Yeah.
1: It's not. It's not inconceivable that Lovren could have an outrageous dip in form and become all of a sudden a player who's got to be dropped. You know, it's not like Lovren. He's had two games. That's it. Now you know he's fine. He could theoretically go back to the the Lovren of last season. The
2: problem Liverpool have got with the centre backs is that other than Skirtle they're not very reliable yet. In terms of Lovren's not reliable in terms of his form, and Sacco's not reliable in terms of he plays ten games and he gets injured. And Kolo Torre, you know, he's, he's he's passed his best, but he's, he knows his fourth choice. He's there for the experience and to help them three as well. He'll play a few games, but he's not going to be somebody who's going to be starting every game. I
3: was thinking of as well as their performance, gets an injury and, and the cool way to, to, to get Sako off the books. You know, you, you're looking at a, a, a back two of Torre and Gomez. Yeah. Well, there's a Lodi as well. As yeah, a good good. To Henry so. Champ possibly a centre-back, but... I mean, I suppose laurie's the interest the world need to pay seven million for him two years ago. I mean, I, I know he was carrying an injury towards the end of his uh, summer summer Portugal in the European Championships in the twenty ones, but it just seems to have gone very, very quiet on him. He's been pitching the trade and he seems to be, you know, fit and, re- and ready to play, but he's just he's just not been seen or heard from. So, you know, it I think the centre backs it's been a problem position for a while for Liverpool, both in terms of, you know, first teamers and, 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 and back up. So I think getting rid of Sacco, who, while he is right in terms of injury, you know he's he's not he's not reliable injury wise, but at, at least he's played more than five Premier League it, games. And <laughs> so.
2: if, if if Brendan Rodgers is going to play a play a style of football where he, he doesn't need Lucas Labor, a defensive midfielder, then it puts more pressure on the two centre backs to actually be very strong either on the ball or have a good relationship. And for that to happen, they have to be fit and informed. Because you don't pick players who are fit all on Not playable.
0: Well, you mentioned Brendan Rogers and style of football there. Um, we all heard Brendan Rogers press conference on, on Saturday, and it was noticeable to me that um, you, you know, he's very much seen as a sort of football impurist Rogers, but this season he very much seems to have um, if not a sort of a road to Damascus um, conversion. He's he's sort of an all business Rogers and is it down to the fact that, you know, he obviously came well we all think he came relatively close to potentially you know, ending his time at Liverpool at the end of last season. It seems to be about very much about, you know, he used the phrase finding a way to win and maybe playing a different way. Have you seen signs of that in the first couple of games? Well, he's always
2: said that, really, to be fair. He's always said his philosophy, not so much in terms of tactics or formation, but just the way he's supposed to play the game and approach it. But, you know, if you're spending 32.5 million on a, on a striker who's... You know, his asset is his strength, and he's able to play. He's very good on the on the. You know, as the cliche goes, he's got a great touch for a big man. But uh, if you've got that, well, why not use it? I mean, it just gives them a little bit of variety. Because if there's one thing that they were last season, they got found out in the, when it came to the big crudge games. You look at United and Arsenal; it was all very predictable. You knew they were going to play. And Arsenal, the better teams, Arsenal and United went. Well, we're going to set our team up this way. United was the case in point. They just totally. United
0: did an Liverpool got bullied at Anfield, exactly, didn't yeah. they? You know.
1: Um... I, I think. I think Brendan was spoiled in his first two years. He had Luis Suarez, and there's only one way to play with when you've got Luis Suarez in your team. You're not going to play long balls up to him. You're going to get everything trying to go through him, aren't you? And you know, even at Barcelona, we see that they 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 play as much as they can to the front three as quickly as they can because that's that's where the quality is. I think last year, I think Brendan thought that he could get rid of Luis Suarez and still play in a similar sort of way and I think he found out that when you have players who aren't anywhere near as good as him you can't and so you look around this summer and you say well who can you sign to replace Luis Suarez the answer is nobody you know so we'll play a different type of way we'll play a a, a more target man sort of style I was interested in that I heard one guy last night saying that he he was raving about Ben Benteke winning a knockdown for Coutinho in the penalty area and you think I've seen Andy Carroll do that <laughs> yeah. a while back, and you didn't seem too enamoured about that. So maybe there is an acceptance that I want—I want everything to be perfect. But unless I've got the perfect team, I can't. It can't be perfect. So I need to. You know,
2: call me cloth. I think we'll, people might be doing Benteke a bit of a disservice because he's not like Andy Carroll, he can actually stretch defences with his pace, which is something else that he he's not your typical no, target your I'm not saying, yeah, yeah. he's not a typical target man and that's why he offers something different I mean, if he keeps getting the goals then nobody would be talking about his transfer fee
3: After the game as well, Rodgers was stressing, sort of, I don't know, it was an oft-used word, but <coughs> the mentality in the side, he, he was keen to sort of say, I'll, you know, Bournemouth did give them a really shaky opening 20 but he, and then the usual ways like obviously character and steel, and determination and and, and it, it basically the, the overriding point was that you know the players that he's brought in are made of a bit of a stronger metal than the ones that he brought in last season. So I think he's thinking of the likes of Ben Teke and the likes of James Milner, the likes of Nathaniel Klein, that are obviously contributing not just sort of on the pitch with the feet but also what they bring in in terms of mentality. And I think that was obviously something that he he's wanted to fix this summer because. By the end of last season, the confidence was shot and, and, and it looked like shadows of the
0: players that they cooked up. In Arsenal on the horizon, um, only downside to last night was obviously the sight of the captain, uh, Jordan Henderson, limping off after 50 odd minutes uh, with a foot injury. Scan today. Uh, we wait to find out the results of that. But I just wonder how you thought the shape of this Liverpool side is at the moment. Uh, it's lack like fluidity through the midfield, I think that's f- fair to say. Is that down to shape, do you think, or is that down to um, new players bedding in and a lack of understanding and something that Rodgers referred to, which was sort of fitness levels and being able to get around the park and link up that way?
2: I think it's down to the players all wanting to play in the same positions. There's an awful lot of players who prefer to play in the middle, and, they all, and certainly midfield, and they all kind of gravitate towards that. You know, I, For a lot of the game on, uh, on last night, they basically played with no right winger. It was just climbed. was just being asked to bomb on and everybody kind of shift, shifted across to the left. Whether that was something that Brendan wanted, I don't know, but that's just how you know, all the players wanted to go into the middle and pass it through. And I think that's just, you know, that, that's the team that he's picked. You know, you can ask Coutinho to go out wide or whatever, but he always wants to go in the middle. So does Lana. You know, Milner's, you know, he's supposed to be playing in the middle. Henderson's in the middle. There's four straight off. They can't all play there. So that's maybe just something that will sort itself out. I mean, it's early days, but be, for example, I'd be amazed if this team that's playing now is the Liverpool team that's playing in six weeks.
0: Jonesy, the Arsenal on the rise, and I'll, I'll ask you about Henderson, because Dorothy doesn't want to talk about it. <laughs> 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 that's yeah, that's the You know, it's a tough game to go to Emirates. We all know what happened there last year. They had a shaky start, um, but obviously I think a load of sides will go to Crystal Palace and not win this year. Uh, Arsenal have done that sort of, uh, and they'll be looking to kick on again uh, when the Reds come to town on Monday. Yeah,
1: definitely. They they absolutely battered Liverpool last season. And I remember the first ten fifteen minutes at the Emirates, and Liverpool could have been three down. And then he sort of weathered it, missed that sitter with I think Markovic and, and Sterling, wasn't it? And then all of a sudden it went bang bang bang. It was three 0 at half time, and you thought Arsenal probably deserved that, but he didn't deserve it in no time they actually got the goal, they deserved it for the start. Liverpool, <coughs> I, think, I think they had the back three then, I Torrey played and Lovren perhaps played and it, they, were, they, were, they were nowhere near up for it defensively. Arsenal were too, too quick for and too sharp. and It was signs against Palace that they're, they're at their sort of level of um, of finding that little rhythm with Ozil and Sanchez and Giroud and you know, Ramsey in behind. And I think if they if they do click, I think they'll be in for a really tough game because they'll they'll get dragged, and they'll they'll pick up the space in the lines between midfield and defence and that, that, that Henderson so Henderson
2: played on the right in that game, by the way, at the Emirates, the four yeah. one game. He was playing on the right, so he wasn't even in the middle. I think Lucas played. and yeah, John, I can't remember. Yeah, John was, it, John was in the middle? Yeah. So going back to your point about Henderson, I think I'd have missed him. Well, if he doesn't play, he, he wasn't playing his normal position last time they played them anyway. And he ended up four one, so. Maybe that's a little bit of a sign. Who got the goal? from um,
3: you know, no, the penalty spot. Did, Yes, <laughs> there you go. Um, but, um, uh, you
2: know, Liverpool made Arsenal
3: look like the Liverpool of 2013, 14 in that game. And like, you know, I might be doing Arsenal a bit of the service, but they, they were so good. The only difference was to the five-one. For example, at Anfield, was that Arsenal didn't score four in 20 minutes, but they got three in in 45. Uh, that, that that's what Arsenal are capable of, and you know there's glimpses of it uh, with Arsenal, and uh, even even the first sort of 15-20 at Palace, they could the particular blown Palace. I were. think as well. I think
1: I'll be interested, but I know he got a good goal at the weekend, but I don't think they'll play Djurid Arsenal on, on Monday. I think they'll play Walcott, and I think that's that's one thing that Liverpool haven't had yet. They haven't had, they've they haven't. had, Juf, and they've had Wilson and Kingu, who were sort of green, sort of you know. Inexperienced Premier League players, they haven't had that absolute searing pace, and you know fear factor of a striker really that you think if I make a slip here, I know it's a goal, and that'll be the test. I, I think I'd expect to see him, and maybe even Oxlade, um on the right up against up against Gomez, and sort of Arsenal using pace rather than rather than power.
0: In the Arsenal, will always let you play because they'll, they'll 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 go for you know play very positively, and there's always chances on the break, but offered to him now, do you think Brendan Rodgers would happily take a point and get back to Anfield and uh, kick on against West Ham the following week? Yeah. We can't <laughs> say better <laughs> than that. Um, so, uh, Christian, and further to add on Arsenal? No. <laughs> no. <John> no. <laughs>
1: yeah. uh, I, I
3: completely agree with, with uh, Doyle. It. It's, uh, I think Brendan Rodgers would snatch a point right now with or without Henderson. It's a uh, it's a sort of game where I think you will see someone like the the worth of Benzecry because he's yeah. gonna have to that ball's gonna have to stick up top with him. He's gonna have to bring others into play. He's gonna have to lead the line all on his own. Casino's gonna be very very uh, isolated. Uh, and so it's probably you know whoever Firmino wide, whoever plays a um, wide as well. So it's gonna be a um, you know Benzecry has got to has got to do a lot. He's got to you know. What is it a plough loan, Lone, no, Lone Yeah, Yes, the cliche, loan and um, you know, for thirty-two point five million, this is this is the sort of the game where he should excel.
2: I actually think it might be a game where Coutinho might come to the fore. No, he's been a bit off okay. He scored a great goal against Stoke, but he's been dub- man-marked, d- double-marked on both two games. Can't see Arsenal doing that because, as you say, Arsenal just let you play. So it might be a chance for him to do.
3: Yeah, yeah, sure. Should have had a
0: goal. last night as well yeah, shouldn't he yeah. you could have had two and two yeah. is the yeah. yeah. right wing as well yeah. so we, we take a point we'd love a win we'll leave that point about the Coutinho's right wing position hanging for next time And uh, but two, point, two wins out of uh, two six points in the bag for now and we'll kick on to the Emirates next week thanks for listening thanks for listening thanks for listening
2: Ben jij prijsbewust? Nu extra MB's bij de Huawei P Smart. Voor 14,50 per maand, 100 minuten of sms'jes en 1500 MB internet tijdens de Ben Prijsbewust Weken. Kijk op ben.nl
0: Let op. Geld lenen kost geld.